Welcome back to Intellect Sports. Um, it's been a while, obviously. Uh, obviously, I want to say I apologize for not being around and dropping episodes weekly. Um, yeah, I just haven't dropped in a while. My goal is really to plan to uh, start filming episodes with video and audio with special guests and various different people. So it's important to me that I remain consistent this time around, and I'm looking forward to doing so. Uh, today's episode will consist of the NBA. I want to bring up all the buyout market, uh, the, the future MVPs, the, uh, the MVP race, actually. So that's important. Obviously, the playoffs and the play-in will, uh, will change the narrative of the whole, the whole NBA. The trade deadline. Gonna bring all that up in this episode. Uh, so, like I mentioned, um, we'll start with the we'll start with the playoffs and the play in. How the the seeding is situating right now. Um, overall, the top teams are the top teams right now. It seems so. Boston and um, Boston and uh, Denver. Sorry. Uh, they're they're top of the top, so both top in each conference, and they don't seem that they could uh, they could really be stopped right now. Uh, Boston, tremendous depth, and obviously uh, Denver, led by Jokic, is just he's just going crazy. So um, ultimately, I could say I, I don't see them changing as the top two seeds. Uh, the West, obviously, I'm sure everyone's heard by now. Kevin Durant got traded to the Suns, so could the Suns make a play for the uh, could the Suns make a play for the top seed? That's remained to be seen. But um, when healthy, that team will probably be very difficult to beat because they got length with Aiton, KD. They obviously have to give up Mikael Bridges, but that shouldn't be a, a huge, huge loss. I mean, yeah, he's super durable, but he's not a gay, he's not an all-star. He's not an MVP candidate. So anytime you're trading for an MVP, usually you win the trade. Uh, so I can see Phoenix moving into the top, top three, maybe. I think they're sitting at five right now. Uh, then you got Memphis. They like to talk a lot. We'll see if come postseason they back it up. Um, who else do we got in the West? There's the Clippers still. There's Dallas. So we'll see what these teams do. Obviously, Dallas picked up Kyrie Irving, so that's a good trade. Uh, should be a good like people want to rag on Kyrie Irving, but I'm a huge fan, honestly. At the end of the day, of his basketball. Anything else to me? He. He has his own views. He could do what he wants. At the end of the day, I, I'm looking at the strictly the basketball, and he's one of the best players to ever play. So the marriage with him and, and uh, Luca, that will be. Uh, I think it'll work. Will he stay there beyond this this year? I don't know. I'd like for him to join Braun again, but probably won't happen. 
Um, overall, though, if you look at Memphis, they didn't really make a huge move. They picked up um, the shooter from the, the Clippers. Um, what's his name again? Luke Kennard, that's it. So Luke Kennard, he'll, he'll give him some spacing, some shooting to come off the bench. But nothing too major. I'm sure Steven Adams is working his way back from his injuries. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll be good to go soon. Uh, then we got the Clippers, which, I mean, Clippers are an interesting team. They have two elite players, obviously, in Kawhi and Paul George. They made a ton of acquisitions. They're getting Bones Highland. They got um, Eric Gordon. They got rid of John Wall, and they got rid of Reggie Jackson. Uh, there was somebody else they required. I can't remember off the top of my head. However, they did uh, agree to terms with Russ after he was bought out by the Jazz. So, um, Russ, yeah, Russ, I have my opinions on Russell Westbrook. I don't hate the guy at all. Will he fit with the Clippers? He probably will fit better with the Clippers than he did the Lakers. They'll obviously give him opportunities to start and just feed passes to Kawhi and Paul George. However, down the stretch in a playoff game, will he be on the floor? That's the main question for me. Um, he averaged, what, I think, 16 points off the bench. He was the leading six man. I get it. I get it all. He has good numbers, kind of, when he's playing off the bench, what he did with the Lakers. And it's not all his fault entirely. Um, but I think after this season, if he doesn't accept less money or accept a potentially even lesser role than just the bench role, he could be out the league and be kind of like Carmelo Anthony right now, where he's searching for a team that that will want a veteran leader just to kind of stat pad. I hate to say it because yeah, he's one. He he's had a tremendous career with OKC, and obviously uh, he had that MVP where he averaged a triple double, which undeniably good. I just think that. The time time is ticking for him, and there's not many suitors left for him. The draft, every year people draft point guards. Um, different vets sign different places. He still like he still holds value to a franchise. It's just depending what franchise that is. Like, is he gonna go play for or, uh, an Orlando Magic or uh, go back to Houston or? You know, one of those one of those teams that are just rebuilding, looking to start their young players. I mean, Utah had him, and they agreed to a buyout for a reason because they want to start their young players, which is Colin Sexton, Walker Walker Kessler, Larry Markinen. They want to develop all their young players. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure after this year what his what his market is. Obviously, I hope he continues because he's a great guy for the game. I just think his time is running out, and I'm not sure. 
how much left he could. Uh, I don't know how much value he can give to a, a a playoff team anymore, and it's unfortunate. But that's the that's the world of sports. When the when the vets get old, that's what happens. Except for LeBron, really, like that's unprecedented. Uh, the rest of them, it's pretty much how it goes. I mean, this year you're really starting to see Chris Paul decline too. Um, he's obviously still an elite playmaker, but his shot making, obviously, he was injured for a bit. Um, but yeah, even him, he's slowly declining. It happened with Dwayne Wade. He lost a bit of that athleticism. Ended up retiring 16 years in. You look at Carmelo. He can still shoot the ball, but he doesn't provide too much value. That's the biggest thing in today's NBA. Looking for wing defenders, guys you can switch, and can play in the pick and roll defensively and offensively, and who can make shots. So, not a lot of value anymore for these old vets that we grew up watching. Anyways, I'm getting a little sidetracked. So, um... Well, speaking of the Suns, I'm going to bring up the buyout players. So, like, a guy like Terrence Ross, for example. Playing in Orlando, he's about, I think he's like 30, 31, maybe. And uh, a wing defender. Not the greatest defender, but he could defend. He's about 6'6", six, six, I think. 6'7", six, maybe 6'5", I'm not 100% sure. Um, signing with the Suns. They need bench depth after they gutted their their two young wing defenders in Cam Johnson and Mikhail, like I mentioned. So they needed some depth. So Terrence Ross there should be a good fit. Can play knockdown shots. Doesn't need the ball. Doesn't need attention. Just sit in the corner, wings, and just knock down some shots and play defense. 3 and D wing. Uh, another bio player, Kevin Love and Cody Zeller, actually, to Miami. Uh, I think Kevin Love will have a little more impact than Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller is kind of just a rotational big. He, uh, he does have value. He can make he can block some shots, grab boards. But to me, it's Kevin Love that will have the bigger impact. With Miami, they're so, they got shooters. They got a lot of shooters. They got ball-dominant Jimmy Butler. Well, I wouldn't say ball-dominant, but he's not really much of a shooter. He's looking to drive, get to the lane, and get fouls, shoot his mid-range. So with a big that can stretch the floor like Kate Love, that'll enable them to to not get predictable on the floor where they can put Jimmy Butler surrounded by shooters. Kind of like what they do with LeBron a bit back in the day where they they take their ball-dominant player and then they surround him by shooters. And in the playoff series, that's where Kevin Love will have his biggest impact, hopefully. Big fan of Kate Love, you know. Was a big, uh, big guy for those title runs back with... Uh, Title run, sorry, not title runs. Well, title run with the uh, Cavaliers. Uh, so that's where I think that's where he'll have his biggest impact. Uh, then we want to talk about Pat Bev. Obviously, if anyone knows me, knows that I was wishing for this guy to get taken off the Lakers for the longest time. Not because I hate the guy, the the person, but just the player he. Just bad shot selection. Um, they people say he he's a good defender, but like, I don't know if he's a good defender. It's more of an annoying defender where he's just up in your face doing all kinds of nonsense. 
yeah, I don't know. Like, he just bothered me. Every time I'd watch the Lakers game, he just, watching him and Russ together, it was, it was, uh, it was not good, man. Um, so he signed with the Chicago Bulls. I mean, okay, like, to me, that doesn't move the needle. Obviously, the Bulls need some, some guard play because Lonzo's out for the season. They got AC, Alex Caruso, but I mean, he's not really like a, he's not a point point guard, you know, like Bev can, yeah, he can guard, but man, it's a pretty, pretty useless signing. If you ask me, Chicago's kind of in that no man's land there where they're just hovering around mediocrity. Like, I think that, I don't think they're in the play and they're probably, I think they're the 11th seed around 500, maybe less than 500, like, Chicago has some decisions to make coming up because um, I'm sure DeRozan, Zach Levine, they're going to want to play in winning situations, especially DeRozan as he's getting older. Not going to want to keep playing for rebuilding teams and not playing on the postseason. Who knows? Maybe he could return to Toronto. I mean... Toronto's in a position where they wanted to move, well, they were looking to move OG Ananobi. Obviously, that'd be a big blow, but you bring, maybe you bring DeRozan. You got Jacoperto back. I'm not sure what his deal is looking like, but maybe DeRozan comes back, and then Toronto, all of a sudden, is back in the race in the East for the top seeds next year. And they'll have a good starting unit. They have, if you keep Van Vliet, you keep Gary Trent. You got the Rosen, Jacoperto, Siakam. Maybe Ananobi stays. Maybe he gets traded. Who knows? Um, could be a thing. Zach Levine, obviously. Well, they'll definitely be suitors if Zach Levine would like to get out of Chicago. I mean, young, athletic shooter, slasher. He doesn't have the bounce that he, he once did. That's because he had a couple knee surgeries, but. Zach Levine is still he's still a bucket. So, um, let's talk about. Oh, oh, well, there's still Will Barton. Um, I don't think he's signed yet. Obviously, there's teams that are looking around. Will Barton could definitely provide a lot of value off the buyout market. Maybe he goes back to Denver. Probably not, but. Tremendous value. He's a shooter. Can get very hot quickly. Obviously, he's he's a bought out player, so he obviously has lost maybe a slight step. But Will Barton could um, he could provide tons of spacing, a little bit of playmaking, not a lot, but he could provide some playmaking. Um, yeah, Will Barton. I I feel he would be a good fit with um. With some playoff teams, you know, like you look at Boston, Boston's already deep enough, but I mean, you look at Boston, you look at maybe a team like Milwaukee or Philly. There's never, you, you never have enough shooting on NBA floor. So that's the, uh, that's the landslide, the landscape, excuse me, of the bio market. Uh, just a couple others, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, finally, I just I want to 
keep this one short, you know, just starting back. Uh, let's talk about the MVP race. So, the MVP race is uh, one of the best MVP races I've seen in years, honestly. I mean, right now I would say Jokic is probably the front runner to win his third in a row, which is it's a bit crazy, if you ask me. But uh, then you look at, oh, he has 22 triple-doubles as a center, which... You look at him and you're like, yeah, this guy can't play. Like, And then he just continues to do it every night. Multiple MVPs now. It is crazy, honestly. Um, Giannis, obviously, he's injured right now with the wrist. Giannis is playing at all-time level, too. I think he's averaging like 32 and 10. Yeah, he's, Giannis is going crazy. They're top three in the East. Joel Embiid, I mean, as much as people rip on him for, for his trolls and a couple of playoff, uh, playoff exits, Joel Embiid lately has just continued to produce, produce, produce. And James Harden, yeah, James Harden is him right now. Like, he's he's been, he's been that guy recently, and it's good to see because a lot of people were ripping on him when he asked out of Brooklyn. And now look. I think he ate 31 and 10 the other day, 27, 17, and 10. Like, he's just doing what James Harden did, prime James Harden, which is good to see. And hopefully, hopefully for them, it leads to some playoff success. Maybe not a championship, but conference finals, deep into the conference finals, game six, game seven. To me, that would be a successful James Harden and Joel Embiid pairing. But back to the MVP, so Joel Embiid, I think he's the leading scorer in the league, 30-33 a game. Obviously, double-digit rebounds, just dominant. Nobody could really stop him on the offensive end. Defensively, he had that huge block on Ja the other night. Um, just doing what he does. I mean, he's been doing it for a couple of years now. It's just he ke he keeps getting overshadowed by other people's play, which is why he hasn't won his MVP yet. Last year, he was he was in the lead for a little while. Jokic took over. Um, this year, unfortunately, I don't think he'll win it again. But he's definitely a candidate. And then you got to bring up Jason Tatum. Like, Jason Tatum, I mean, Boston's number one in the East, like I mentioned earlier. So, how could you not mention Jason Tatum? He just dropped 50-55 in the All-Star game. Um got his team in the number one seed. He's averaging 30. Uh, defends. Shoots at a high level. Shoots in the high 40s. Uh, just uh, another MVP candidate. Like, no matter which way you go with the MVP in the NBA, whether it's Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Tatum, you're not going wrong with whoever you pick. Unfortunately for the other three, four candidates, somebody is going to get left out, which is unfortunate. But that's that's just the way it is in sports. Uh, I think Jokic will win it. He's going to stay the, probably the one seed. He's going to get probably another, maybe another five, six, seven triple doubles. 
I just don't think anyone can really catch him. Giannis is injured right now, which is unfortunate. Uh, Tatum, Tatum's been very consistent, and so has Embiid. I just, did, I just don't think it's the the wow, the wow plays that will win him the MVP. People will look at Jokic's triple doubles and they'll fall in love and vote him the MVP, especially if he stays as the one seed. So it's looking like Jokic will win three in a row. And I'm not mad about it. I mean, they should have gave Braun three in a row back in the day, but that's neither here nor there. So I don't got much to say about that anymore. Um, so yeah, that's going to wrap up this episode. Just want to, you know, put something out there quick. NBA Monday, I have an episode coming out with a good friend of mine. Uh, we'll, like I mentioned, we'll talk about uh, some some NFL stuff, some quarterback carousel stuff like that. Uh, and overall, it should be a good episode. I'm looking to post on t- TikTok now, hopefully, and and probably um, some Instagram Shorts. So yeah, I'm just trying to improve the podcast. Looking forward to hearing some feedback from my friends and family. See what they have to think. And yeah, that's gonna do it. Thank you for listening. If you're, uh, if you got any questions, Intellect Sports on Instagram. Give me a follow. Got some anything to ask? If you want to hop on a podcast with me, let me know. And that's gonna do it. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Thank you.